Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankiewicz, registered dietitian. On our Health Tip Tuesday today, I wanted to quickly talk about the difference between mindful eating versus mindless eating. Before we start the episode, I want to remind you that I have a free Facebook group for any women who deal with mindless eating or emotional eating or any kind of eating and you need a little bit more support, head on over to Whole Health Empowerment Project. You will find me there. It is a new group. So if you want to be one of the original members, hop on over and join me there. Okay, so before we start the quick tips of mindful eating or mindless eating. Well, actually, they're not tips. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you um, information about if you're doing some mindless eating. I want to remind you that a lot of the key component of any of the different eating that we've been talking about the last couple episodes is a hunger fullness scale. So a hunger fullness scale is in short, without actually having you see the scale, it's a scale of one to ten. And in the scale, basically on one end of the scale, so like at your number one and your number two, that end talks about a lot about hunger. And then on the other end of the scale, numbers nine and 10 talks about fullness. So it's a hunger fullness scale and you don't want to be at any extreme. So like the one and the two means that you're overly hungry and the nine and the 10 means that you're overly full. Like think Thanksgiving when you've eaten too much. So the goal of the hunger fullness scale is to start to recognize your hunger cues and your fullness cues. Um, and so, so you typically want to be somewhere in the middle of the scale where you start to recognize when you feel hungry and then you start to recognize when you are starting to feel full and for any eating that you're doing whether it's emotional eating or mindless eating or if you want to do intuitive eating this hunger scale is really it's really important and it's a, a key essential to all of it because what it does is it brings you back from you kind of being out of touch with your body to bringing it back down to really starting to recognize what your body feels and so that you become more in touch with what your body is telling you because you simply can't go wrong if you're using a hunger and fullness scale too often we do and you know we do like the calorie counting and all of that and we diet and we do all these and I think that one of the things that will always lead to longevity so that you don't have to do a food plan all the time and that you don't always have to log your calories, which all both of those things in the long run are very hard to keep up with. And so if you are able to identify your hunger and your fullness, that's something that no matter what you can do for the rest of your life. And so it's not something that you then are like, oh, let me write down my food or let me in this particular time log my food, but then in a week, I'm not going to want to do it. If you're able to learn the hunger and fullness, then you can't go wrong because you will always be listening to your body. So now let's talk about mindful eating versus mindless eating. It's just a quick episode today because I've previously done an episode about mindful eating. I'll link that in the show notes, but it's episode 11. 
So if you want to have more information about mindful eating, go back over to episode 11. And again, I'll link that in the show notes. So I'm going to do a side-by-side comparison here for you about mindful eating versus mindless eating. So with mindful eating, you're acknowledging food as nourishment. So you're picking things that you know are going to nourish your body and you're looking at food as something that you're using to kind of help you sustain your day and that you are, um, that's going to make you feel good and it's going to give you energy. Mindless eating is that you're using food as a reward or a punishment or a tool. Previously, we talked about enlightened eating. That was, I think, just last week or two weeks ago. And that was something like using food as like that you deserve it and as a reward. Like, okay, I had a really shitty week at work and so I deserve to eat pizza or drink a lot or whatever it is that you deserve. So that would be an example of mindless eating versus planning something out and knowing what it is you're going to eat and have it figured out and have it be... um, you know, it's just a different thought process. So instead of using food as a reward, you're using food as something to help you and help your body. Another comparison is that mindful eating is that you're approaching food um, without judgment versus mindless eating where you are labeling food as good and bad and you're restricting any of the choices that you have. Now, honestly, when we're going through this mindful eating versus mindless eating, you're probably looking at me saying like, ugh, I'm never going to get to that point. And it will acknowledge that it takes practice to get to a point that you feel like, um, you know, you're at a place where you aren't choosing good and bad foods, but essentially, um, you know, knowing that I've also done an episode, I'm looking here to see what episode it is about good versus bad foods. And I cannot find it. So I'll link that in my show notes too. But essentially with the good and bad, good versus bad foods, it just gets tricky because what happens with good food versus bad food changes over time. So like years ago, paleo wasn't even a thing. And years ago, the only time that I'd ever heard a keto diet was I was an ICU dietitian and we used it for people And it was controversial then, and it was actually a reason why we used it to stop seizures in adults because it had gotten good research in children. And so, but it's very hard to do. So, you know, these are all more mainstream and these are being touted as things that are really good. But the problem with good versus bad food is that they change over time. And so maybe in 10 years, paleo and keto won't be the fee, you know, won't be all the rage. And by the way, I don't condone any of those. I mean, if that's a way that you do it because you feel like, um, you know, that it gives you some control, anything that eliminates any food groups or puts food as good or bad, I personally, um, don't condone. Cause I think it's hard to, to maintain that, but obviously, you know, that's just my professional opinion, but, um, you know, I know that everybody has their own way of following and feeling like that they're on track. But one of the things about good versus bad food is I just think it, it leads to disordered eating. And so that's why I don't always like to do the whole, um, go into all the different fads unless it's evidence-based and there's very few diets that are evidence-based that show, you know, that there is some health benefit. 
Another thing is recognizing your physical hunger and satiety cues. And so this is the hunger scale that I mentioned at the very beginning, which is, um, you know, knowing when you're starting to feel hungry and knowing when you're starting to feel full. So with mindless eating, it's the exact opposite where maybe you're waiting until you're starving before you're eating or you're eating mindlessly when you're not really hungry. So you could be, you know, watching it might it might just be out of habit that you're eating or it could be the end of the night because you finally have that letdown because the kids have gone to bed or you are just now relaxing from a long day at work and it's just like, okay, I'm going to eat something. And then in terms of the fullness, just ignoring your fullness. So knowing that you're full but you're going to keep eating because for whatever reason, it feels good probably to keep eating. And so that's an example of mindless eating. Mindful mindful eating is, you know, eating and concentrating and enjoying your food and not being on electronics where mindless eating would be you're eating while watching TV or using your phone or I do this sometimes at work where I'm eating and I'm working. And so that's that's an example of mindless eating. Um, And then one last thing about mindful eating is that you know, mindful eating, technically, I think a lot of times people will like, um, like kind of have an idea of what you're going to eat beforehand where mindless eating, you're selecting and purchasing like foods that might be overly processed. Now, again, one caveat to that is that there's no good or bad food here. Like all foods fit, like I've said here numerous times, but the difference with the mindless eating is that the food choices could be because there is a lack of planning or it's convenience or just environment. So I know when I had a previous job back like a couple of years ago, I would do this thing where my son was little, so he, and he's still little, but he would eat goldfish. And so I would always have goldfish in the car and I'd be like rocking and eating those goldfish on my drive to get him every day. So that's like 30 minutes of me just like rocking out the goldfish thinking, all right, a serving size is 55 goldfish. And how can I possibly eat 55? Well, I easily did that. So it was just a way that that was a hard habit to break. But, you know, once I wasn't in that atmosphere and, you know, I I didn't have that job anymore. So then it was a little bit easier to break because I, I wasn't doing that same route. So it's just an example of mindless eating is just that you're doing things without thinking about it. You're not planning. It's convenient. Or maybe you're not even hungry, but it's just that you see the food there and then you want it like I did with the goldfish. So some of the takeaways from mindless eating versus mindful eating is that mindless eating is you know, you're automatically eating something, you are not planning, it is something that is very convenient. Um, you are, the big part of it is, is that you may not be taking into account your hunger and fullness cues. And hunger and fullness cues aren't something that are learned quickly, it usually takes some time. And so I always encourage when you are starting to become a little bit more mindful of just kind of writing down what you're going to eat for that day, just kind of have a plan. So you already have the idea of the food and then eat them as you start to feel hungry and stop eating them when you start to get full. And it takes practice. It's not something that is easy because you may have 30 years of mindlessly eating or not listening to your body's cues. Um, 
And so it, it just takes a lot of practice. And if you need more, you know, if you need more practice, I'm happy to work with you. I do one-on-one coaching and I have that free Facebook group. You can hop over there and I can give you some tips there too. And then as a summary for mindful eating, it's really eating that's going to provide some nourishment because you are probably preparing, taking the time to prepare the food. Um, you are starting to acknowledge food as not being judgmental and you're going to like enjoy your food. And then the big things is that you're starting to use your body as wisdom to guide your decisions in terms of eating. So you're going to start trying to figure out, okay, I'm hungry. Let me eat. And oh gosh, I start to feel like I'm getting full. So let me stop. So I hope this helps this side-by-side comparison of mindful versus mindless eating. I'll put the link in the show notes um, for anything that we talked about here. And also, if you want more information on mindful eating, hop on over to episode 11 where I get a little bit more detailed about that. Have a great day. I'll see you guys back here on Thursday.